I've paid my dues time after time. I've done my sentence, but committed no crime. And bad mistakes, I've made a few. I've had my share of sand kicked in my face, but I've come through. We are the champions, my friends, and we'll keep on fighting to the end. No time for... All right, you guys get it. Hi, everybody. Welcome. So Judge Kavanaugh is now Supreme Court Judge Kavanaugh, which is awesome. I'm really, really glad it went that way. Hi, everybody. Hi, hi, hi. So I want to just do um, kind of a follow-up from my video last night. And maybe tonight we'll do beers with bears, but the sun's still out, so it feels a little intense. So right now it's coffee with bears. But um, so I did that, that Jordan Peterson video last night and I was definitely a little emotional and fired up but um I I stand behind it I just thought today I could do a more rational explanation based on what you guys were uh commenting and I love reading the comments because I'm blessed to have an awesome group of people and you know you get the occasional schizophrenic donkey but you just move past and whenever there was a uh, a few people doing the same point I was like oh that's a point uh, just a couple quick news. Tommy Robinson hit me up and said, thanks for the song. So thank you guys for helping us all write the, uh, Tommy Robinson song. Uh, what a sweet guy he is. And also Sam Hyde has agreed to do the, uh, live stream. So those are two awesome bits of news. And what else? Hugepianist.com for the new special. So let's talk about Jordan Peterson, my reaction to him, why I reacted that way, why I was talking about Jews, because people were going in two different directions on that one. They're either like, call out the Jew, all of them, or they're like, I just can't listen to you talk about Jews. So why did I bring up Jews? Um, what's my connection to the Jews? Uh, let's explain that real quick. So first of all, the reason I talked about that in terms of Brett Weinstein and Eric Weinstein is because I, for the last six months to a year, have used those two guys specifically as examples of liberal Jews that you can trust and debate with because they're good-hearted guys. So I felt a little bit of embarrassment and uh, I was probably a little uh, defensive because as we now see, they're insane. So I think that because I used them as an example against um, people that are, were talking a lot of smack about Jews. So why? what's my connection to Jews? I'll tell you. I'm from a little town called Oswego, New York, in upstate New York. It's known for nuclear power plants, Catholic churches, and alcoholism. We are uh, very, very blue-collar town, long winters, short summers, a fighting culture, you know, I'm glad I'm from there. A lot of my close friends uh, are from there, and I'm still in touch with them, and I enjoy uh, going back there sometimes. But we didn't have a lot to be proud of in our area. We weren't from a city, and we also didn't have that, like, deep south 
uh, culture and community that they kind of have probably because of uh, the winters, you know, for seven months a year, you don't go outside. So you can't like have barbecues and stuff. So what, what were we known for? Oswego, New York was the only town in all of America to take in Jews during World War II. That's it. One town, Oswego. Not known for much, nuclear power, alcoholism, and Catholic churches. But we had that. 900 were brought in in 1944 into uh, Fort Ontario, which was a key fort during, yeah, is, is my audio okay? During uh, the War of 1812. So I took pride in that. I thought that was cool because it was heroic uh, to actually do something in a time. Because everyone had always heard about the Holocaust and, and we've watched movies on it and we fought the Nazis. You know, it was always in uh, our textbooks in school. But when I found out when someone said that uh, Oswego, was the, Oswego took in Jews during the Holocaust and no one else did, I couldn't stop thinking about why didn't anyone else. And I became obsessed with it like you guys know me to do. So I... Uh, I'm in, in college, I majored in authoritarian government takeovers, and I even studied in uh, what's now the Czech Republic in Brno at Masaryk University to better understand the roles of communism and uh, fascism when it came to the Eastern Bloc, because I went to the place that got the most hurt by authoritarian takeovers. Because when I first started learning about it, and I, under, and I learned about the Lend-Lease programs and um, FDR and his uh, two-faced mentality. Uh, you know, I went to SUNY Plattsburgh, and one and I one of my classes was just called the Holocaust. And my professor, Dr. Skop, who's Jewish and used to live in Germany, um, is still one of my buds. You know, an unbelievable teacher. And because back then it wasn't as crazy propagandized as it is now. Like, there's no uh, document from Hitler ordering the final solution. You know, there was uh, theories that it was the will of the Fuhrer, that there was bureaucracy, there's all this stuff. And he, fortunately, thank God for Dr. Skop, uh, taught about Stalin just as much as Hitler and, and communism and uh, international socialism and, and was not one of these um, whitewashed guys. You know, he taught in Germany when they when most of their men were already were, were murdered and he talked about the starvation of the german population that's never talked about in movies yada 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 okay uh as i became a comedian my first set was opening for kevin hart in 1999 when he was um no 2000 uh, i was 19 no one knew who he was i opened for him i realized that i enjoyed comedy but i was going to be a lawyer dr scott told me to produce co uh pursue comedy because uh you know, I had gotten out of college without debt because I was a janitor. Uh, why go into debt when we were experiencing another uh, economic depression or recession? So in my field of entertainment, it became obvious that there was a, uh, a large Jewish domination. It was dominated by Jews. And there's 5.3 million Jews in all of America. And uh, that seemed odd to me. So, you know, every studio head, every network, all of them, are run by Jews. You know, it's almost like uh, farming. It's almost like 19th century farming in Pennsylvania is dominated by the Amish. You know, it's that dominant. So I wanted to understand why. Um, then I started understanding more about Jewish history, yada, yada. So it, that's why I've always found it interesting because just like the Czech Republic, 
you know, Eastern blocs, just like Ukraine, just like some of these countries that were witnesses to all these things. Uh, the Jews have been kind of in the middle and adjacent to so many world events, just like World War II. If you know about World War II, you know about World War I. If you know about World War I, you know about the Ottoman Empire. You know about um, the all the way back to Rome, all the way, and then before Rome, you know, you know about the Visigoths, the Ostrogoths, the the Vandals, all this stuff, where all these words come from. So that's why I sometimes we'll talk about that aspect of history because it was a very important part of my life. And when I found out I was a quarter Jewish when I was in my twenties, that's why I do that bit. I never knew I was Jewish, but I always knew I was up to something. I've always found it insane that Jew is an ethnicity. That's one thing I will just flat out say that is, I guess, anti-Semitic, but it's not really, but you know what I mean? I think that the fact that, because I remember I was in LA and there was this one holiday, this Jewish holiday where you're supposed to like drink or blow a horn or some, something. And I, I was living in a, a very Hasidic Jewish area. And I remember this one guy's running around with a horn. And if you're Jewish, you blow the horn or you drink out of the horn or something. And I remember saying, well, my, my grandmother was Jewish. And he was like, dad's side or mom's side? He looked all excited. And I said, dad's side. My dad's mother actually turned out was Jewish. He was like, then you're not a Jew. And I'm like, I know I'm not a Jew, but what do you mean? If it was my mom's mom? And he was like, yeah, then you're a Jew, uh, ethnically. And I was like, that's insane. And I think that that one thing is going to just continuously cause Jews a lot of problems. Because when you have atheist Jews like the Weinstein brothers, uh, they're not Jewish. Like they're not, they don't practice Judaism. They're not religious. So... What is that? And that's something that I've, that has plagued my mind because I used to also live with this, um, Russian ethnic Jew from Siberia. She was actually from Siberia in LA. She's my girlfriend for a while. Uh, cool chick, but you know, those people are intense. They'll, they'll, they'll poison their own, uh, wells so that you don't drink out of it. That's why they beat, they're the only people that could, uh, beat our hero, Adolf Hitler. You know what I mean? But, uh, you know, I was going to do birthright, but I, I got a little creeped out by it because it's like, what is this bloodline stuff? It sounds way more Hitlerian than I want to, uh, that I'm comfortable with. I don't like people that talk about bloodlines and, uh, the pedigrees of people and stuff like that. It's, uh, we're not dogs. We're not being bred like dogs. And so I just thought I'd explain that because I saw a lot of comments about why is Owen talking about Jews? I, that's what I majored in college. And my first inspiration of, of heroism came when I was a small child. And I found out that my town wasn't just another, you know, um, working class town that was uh, destroyed after the Industrial Revolution by uh, railroads. You know, we're holding on to the Erie Canal. We're like donkeys will pull small, uh, slow moving barges forever let's lock in so uh, so it gave me a sense of pride in a town that was hard to have pride in we had uh, massive catholic uh pedophile scandals going back my whole life you know we just know uh chester the molester and all this stuff like it was so in the open that it was very disheartening that that people would be that okay with just like disgust and abuse and 
just being beaten down. You know, you could buy a house right now in Oswego for like 30 grand. It's, it's not a place of, um, of pride. And so that gave me pride. And then the more I learned about the inner workings of the politics of the Holocaust and of World War II and all the history behind all of it, it's something that I will reference from time to time. And that's that. So let's talk about um, uh, the whole Jordan Peterson thing and why it was so pivotal, 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 why I turned so hard on him. And it's not a betrayal. First off, people are like, you have a hard time with your friends, man. No, I don't. You'll never see me do something like that with Steven Crowder, Dave Smith, or any of those guys. I've had one conversation with Jordan Peterson one time, and it's live streamed on here. I don't have his number. I'm not close with the man. I just always looked up to him because he displayed bravery in a, in a time of cowardice. Uh, and he also gave me hope that there could still be that liberal conservative dialogue in uh, Western culture where you can have this Canadian weirdo. You know, I've always thought he's a weirdo. Like, he's a wacky Canadian professor. And, but he's still committed to the rules of the game, of objective realities against postmodernism. So even though I've disagreed with a lot of stuff about what him and the Weinstein brothers have said, I just thought that they were good examples uh, where we don't become homogenous uh, in, in right-wing thought. Which isn't really, I'm not scared of that anymore, really, because right-wing thought is simply uh, just base, just, just base morality, base constitutional ethics, stuff like that, which allows for a lot of thought. It's just the rules of the game. You know, don't go out of bounds in tennis. How hard is that? So, uh, like, I'll give you an example of, and when people th said that I, that I just turned and I'm all erratic and emotional, no, I'm just passionate and I have balls and I'm very masculine. I'm not irrational. I'm not just running and gunning. He's lied a lot, Jordan Peterson. It's one reason I haven't been uh, just boosting him up for a while. Like when he said he didn't sleep for 30 straight days, the world record is 10. And at that point, the people started, they went insane. Uh, so that's, that's a lie. Okay, whatever. I, I've, I've fibbed in my life, you know, he with no sin, all that good stuff. When he said that he rewrote every one of his lines of every one of his books 30 times to get it perfect, that's a lie. No writer would ever do that. That makes no sense. That's insane. His only meat diet where he said if he had one sip of vinegar, he like lost his mind. I, I was such a fan of the guy that I even tried the only meat diet. That's how silly I am. It's not healthy and ridiculous. Uh, he's pro universal income. That's socialism. Okay. You've never heard me bitch about any of this stuff. He's been systematically saying stuff that I've disagreed with over and over again. When he said judge Kavanaugh and I'll break down exactly what happened with the tweets. So there's no confusion. When he said that that's fundamentally against what everything he believes in. Someone in the comment section said, you got to separate the art from the artist. Not when the art is this. His art is speaking truth in times of cowardice. His art is uh, not taking a knee to a leftist mob. His art is embracing uh, the uncomfort that free speech will allow. You know, his art is, is playing by the rules and taking a loss so that you get invited back to the game. Like, I'm such a Jordan Peterson fan that I'm doing what he taught. 
And so him saying that if Judge Kavanaugh should be confirmed, uh, he should step down. And then people are like, oh, it's only a little tweet, uh, just six words. I'm like, no, he followed it up with an explanation that was just as insane. And that's so fundamental. That would be as if you found out that when I'm on the road, I'm having sex with strange women or uh, I beat my kids. You know, like there would be things. And I and I I pray of you, dear listener, that if I go off the deep end like that, if I become corrupted, if I um, am made into a hypocrite, not make mistakes. I do every day. I'm about to address a few a few more. But when, if I go that hard against what I believe in and what I'm talking about, by all means, bail. I'm just a man. Someone, someone commented a great biblical passage. Uh, where is it? Isaiah, stop trusting in mere humans who have but a breath in their nostrils. It's so true. It's like, and, and, and one, uh, one criticism that someone said of me was, was profound. Because a lot of people were saying stuff that's nonsense. You know, I, uh, it was almost like when I did that Anthony Bourdain um, video and I just was getting lambasted. You know, I saw some of my Patreons bail. Uh, it was the first time in a while that my Instagram followers actually ticked down. But that's fine. That's a good sign. That means that I'm not clamoring for money or approval. That's fine. But every now and then someone will hit, say something and I'm like, whoa. Oh, first off, Mary says, did you know Jordan was accused of some inappropriate behavior by a female student a few years ago? He was exonerated. That makes his uh, latest tweets about Kavanaugh so mystifying. Uh, I can't verify that, but that sounds about right. Okay, this dude, this sounds insulting, but it's not because I think it might be kind of true and truth is never insulting. So... All right, this guy says, from my perspective, this is a recurring cycle in Owen's life. He has mentioned that he had problems with his own father in his childhood, uh, fear of abandonment, and fear of being let down by someone he looks up to, a strong man. Owen has unrealistic expectations of men he looks up to like Jordan Peterson and previously Joe Rogan. He felt he could trust them, and when they let him down, he must turn against them fully to protect his own feelings of being let down by a man he felt he could trust like his father. Uh, the anger he unleashes on strong men who let him down is the defensive mechanism that he isn't even aware of from his childhood trauma. P.S. I could be 100% wrong, and I'm still a fan of what he does. That, that, that's one. I don't know if that's right or not. I have to really think about that. But that was fairly mind-blowing. And it's something for me to really, really think about. Because sometimes, uh, I don't know, maybe it is a defensive mechanism. I think sometimes, like, uh, my dad, I love my dad. And... All humans are, are uh, flawed, and I'm, my dad kept me alive and didn't abandon and all that stuff. But I don't know how else to put this. He's a very effeminate man. He's uh, morally easily compromised. He's uh, like instead – like when I say effeminate, it's like oh, – it's, it's over the top, you know? But I'm not – that's not what this episode's about. But uh, – so I've all, I, I think that I have had that little thing in me that I, I kind of look to like strong men uh, to look up to. And then, and then when I feel that they don't, uh, they don't live up to that strength, I, I get disappointed. But not really, though. That, that's an interesting theory, but there's a, I can name 20 strong men in my life that I've been friends with for literally 20 years. So... It's not, it's not one of those, uh, 
I don't know. I'll have to think more about that. But that was that was that. That's why I, I completely embrace criticism because that got my brain moving. All right. So someone else said uh, maybe Peterson. Well, a lot of people was like, was he joking? No, he's not. Trust me, he's not. There's people that are were like spiraling because they had to believe. You know. Uh he's not. He's just a man, and he's now off the path. He's off. And uh, one guy said, well, he's at, maybe he's asking for sacrifice. And it's not. Suicide. He's asking for suicide. Sacrifice is what Kavanaugh's already been through. His wife, his children being put through this nonsense is the sacrifice. For him to then give up what he earned is suicide. This is what my mother just wrote to me today, which is brilliant. My mother thinks in stories, which is, she's awesome. All right. He wrote, she wrote, Jordan Peterson is bastion all the way through. He's the little fat kid that everyone picks on who loves to read. Then he has chosen to give the childlike princess her new name, which he does. He, sp he did. He spoke truth. He, he, he named something that needed to be named and inspired millions. And I'll never take that away from him. Then he is given A-U-R-Y-N. I don't know what that is. The amulet with the inception, do what you wish, which by the way is Satanism. Do as you please. That's, that's one of the most destructive concepts in... Um, that, that humans are capable of is do as you wish, do what you wish, because that's how the never ending story ends. It's the never ending story. That one sec that the first part is it, I did a whole breakdown on it. It's awesome and everything, but it opens up the door to the next part that becomes, it's almost like uh, the empire strikes back where he has the ability to create, to name things. His imagination is back. You know, the nothing didn't destroy it, uh, the world. But, but then he goes too far and he starts doing as he wishes. He starts creating his own world, right? From then on, that's where he goes quick and grabs for power all the way to nearly the end. Now, Bastian comes to his senses all at the end, but from page 186 to page 345, he's an asshole big time. This is for my mother. Uh, from page 345 to the end, he has to go through baptism by fire to find out who he really is and what his real role in the universe is. Until Jordan is humiliated and humbled, he's stuck between page 186 and 345. It's clear as day because it's archetypal. Just so he doesn't become Smog or Oedipus Rex, whose real hubris was wanting to know more than the God. Or she wrote the gods in that, but... I, God, I think God's is a, uh, a dangerous concept, by the way. It's, it's, God, it's all good. Not dangerous like it shouldn't be allowed, but one God. But All right, not marrying his mother. But right now, he's not Jordan Peterson. Dude, my mom sees it. All right, I'm yelling again. I got to relax. So even before, all, even before I called him out last night, I always start with humor to poke. And Coddington Bear and myself made this uh, I don't know, six months, eight months ago to trying to trying to address some of the issues that we saw in Jordan Peterson, redefining words, uh, being kind of um, slithery. He charges $220 for a VIP ticket to his shows. You understand that? He's rep by CAA. CAA is the number one agency in the world. I was there for 12 years. Thir 12 years. Okay. Uh, they created the Me Too movement in a boardroom. At the same time that they were repping Harvey Weinstein, they're, they're real bad. Okay. Like it's, it's real bad stuff. They're, they're power brokers. Um, 
and he's now rep there. And so when he tours, he, um, to meet him, you pay money to take a picture. You pay money to have a Q and a after you pay money to the point where it's like, you know, like Coddington went to see him recently. And I remember he was telling me how much the tickets were. And I'm like, what? My tickets will always be 20 bucks. Every show I'll ever do 20 bucks. I actually learned that from kid rock kid rock. Uh, even when he started getting huge, didn't jack up his, uh, his ticket price because he didn't want to hang out with those people. And I feel exactly the same way. I could do smaller venues and charge a hundred bucks because I have a portion of my audience that has a lot of disposable income, but I don't want to lose uh, the people that I would hang with. That's why 20 is perfect. It's not free. I still have to make a living. I still have to pay my bills and stuff, but $220 to take a picture with the guy, dude, taking a picture with me is way funnier and more exciting because I'm so huge. Like it just looks interesting to take a picture with a mythical giant. Like six, seven is, is, is a, I'm a mythical giant and I'll never charge for pictures. I'll stay after every show and take pictures with every person that pays 20 bucks. It's like the love of money is real bad. And people were talking about how usury or usury, like uh, money lending is, is uh, banned in the Bible. I have to really look into that. That's why I never want to be a religious leader or be seen as some sort of religious leader, because although I am Christian and I take it very seriously, I also kind of suck at some things. Like I knew that there was issues about money lending, but I don't really know. I don't understand that concept. And so I have to look into that. Uh, I think it's, it's been good for capitalism to, uh, to lend money because it allows people to grow businesses and, and uh, it, it actually is good for people that don't come from a lot of money. Because if not, if you needed to buy a building and like all the stuff you needed up front, that gets rid of like my ability to own a house or, you know, do any of this stuff. But I'll have to look into that in the Bible because I don't want to overthink the Bible and, and start rewriting my rules and be like, yeah, I don't like this one though. So if that's, if that's in there, I have to really reflect on it. All right, so this is me and Coddington making fun of uh, Jordan Peterson like six to eight months ago. Here we go. Hey, Jordan, you wearing, uh, you wearing my hat? Yeah, someone stole that hat out of my locker last week. My grandmother knitted me that hat before she died. Can you explain why you're wearing the hat? I find it, I cannot answer that question. Jesus, dude, not this again. Well, the first answer would be, it depends on what you mean by Jesus. Jordan, true or false? You took my wallet out of my locker and you stole the money. Well, there, there, are, there are truths other than the literal that perhaps are more truthful than even literal truths. Jordan, you're on tape. We have witnesses. There's no evidence whatsoever that it will produce results that, that are claimed for its for for that. True or false? You stole it. No, there are many kinds of truth, and, and, and I don't mean that in a I don't mean that in a postmodern way, actually. But the truths that govern behavior and the truths that emerge from facts are not the same truths. I can't do this again, pal. Postmodernism did not steal my money to pay uh, its debts. It's a consequence.
consequence, as Nietzsche said, it's a consequence of the death of God. Jordan, okay, none of this Nietzsche stuff, just answer me straight up. Did you steal my lawnmower and sell it to pay your debts? I would say that at the moment I'm agnostic about that issue. Jordan, I know you stole my lawnmower. Did you did you sell Jordan, did you sell my lawnmower to pay off some of your gambling debts? I suppose the most straightforward answer to that is yes, although I think it's it's let's leave it at yes. Bro, you've been impersonating me at the VA to get pills. If I got to know you thoroughly and I trusted you and I can remember who you were because you'd be marked out in my memory and we had a relationship, it's hard to tell what I might be willing to do. Oh, and don't think I don't know that you got me to read the Gulag Archipelago just so that I would be distracted so you could steal my hat, my wallet, my lawnmower. People often ask me what you should read if you want to become educated about such things. So you should read. You should read 1984 by George Orwell. You should read Road to Wigan Pier. That's also by George Orwell. And most particularly, you should read The Gulag Archipelago. That's Alexander Solzhenitsyn's masterwork. And he details how the radical demands for egalitarianism that were characteristic of the Marxist-Leninists in the, in, the, in, the, in the early 20th century were transformed by logical necessity into the absolutely murderous policies of the Soviet Union. And six million Ukrainians starved to death. And so the Soviets had to produce posters saying that it was wrong to eat your children. Dude, you're, you're a mess. Sticks and stones will break my bones, as the old saying goes, but names will never hurt me. I think I have to go, because I think someone else wants to talk to me, so... Yeah, so I took all uh, available avenues to kind of address his, his weaselness. And one thing that's that's helped me as I've gotten more into Christianity is that I don't look to uh, men like this as strong father figures because there's one father, God. And I don't want to get too religious on this uh, stream because um, I'm a comedian and I don't th I think it can become a little indulgent. But I just want that. That's just a. Uh, I think that that they, they say there's a God-shaped hole in your heart, you know. And I think I've I've always had that. That you, that that that's how I can honor my own father is because he's not the ultimate father. All right. So let's break down exactly why I got so pissed off at Peterson and why he required a real ass kicking. It's for his own good. He can either get out of this or not. But either way. He knows better. I read the Gulag Archipelago. There's three volumes. It's really long. Show trials are a major part of the Gulag Archipelago, and we just witnessed a show trial uh, that just lasted the last couple weeks right here in America with Judge Kavanaugh, who is now the Supreme Court Judge Kavanaugh, and, he j and he's been poked. I'm telling you right now, that dude is now more right-wing than he's ever been, and uh, good luck with that. All right, so let me start it. Where should I start this? Oh, let me just show you a couple of cute pictures from today. This was today. We went to a, a spooky farm thing, and uh, that's Amy and Wally on a camel. I can't believe what Middle Eastern men do to those camels. It's really creepy. 
This is uh, Grandpa Jack and Wally. I, one good, uh, one of many good things about my my uh, wife's family is uh, they're they're all conservatives. So there's no weirdness at all with me and the family. In fact, they like uh, they get fired up. Oh, here's something funny. Grandpa Jack, who used to he once went with Ross Perot to Vietnam to uh, to take pictures. He was a newsman. He was in army. He was in the army before Vietnam, but he uh, he went with he used to be buds with Ross Perot. He's had a fascinating life, uh, Grandpa Jack. He's one of the reasons we moved here is because I wanted Walter to know Grandpa Jack because uh, Amy's biological dad was uh, a bit of a dirty Mexican who, who bailed on the family early. And one of the reasons uh, Amy doesn't have issues with men and she's like sane is because of her grandfather, Jack, was such a great male role model in her life. And then her stepdad's a great dude, too. But that he came uh, in later in, in life. Oh, and by the way, if the Democrats get what they want, can you imagine a more uh, vulnerable position a woman could possibly be in than, uh, than being unarmed and single with millions of undocumented male migrants. That's what they want. That woman is in hell. A woman with no gun and no husband in a place with a bunch of dudes from Somalia. Good luck. All right. This is, uh, this is my beautiful wife and Charlie and, and Walter. We had a good day today. Oh, this is, you can you can see it. He's my uh, spotter. I'm 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 the sniper. He's bringing me uh, he's bringing me little little pumpkins. I want to make one of these things, dude. Slingshots are legit. It's all about slingshots. All right, what do we got here? Oh, this is a good one. Mama, what is political correctness? Well, dear, it's giving up your own opinion to please assholes. Oh, and 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 then they kill you. By the way. And it is biblical. It is like it, the weak will be. That's why I love uh, uh, Golden Graham and Collins out of Maine. You know, when 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 there's times of strife, when there's bad uh, clouds brewing, uh, heroes rise. And Collins out of Maine, her her speech was unbelievable. She she made a bunch of the men look like pussies with her like just deliberate, rational, just. And she was known as like a middle road. Republican that they thought that she could easily be swayed to go left because she's a woman. No, there's really good women that are, I mean, she impressed the hell out of me and uh, golden Graham. And here's something that's really cool. This is the power of just honest thought and influence powers a fucked up word, but influence. Uh, my uncle-in-law was like, Oh, I saw on the internet. Somebody was calling Lindsey Graham, golden Graham. Bunch of people were calling him Golden Graham. I was like, I invented Golden Graham. People are using Golden Graham now. I think that nickname, and then Grandpa Jack was like, Golden Graham, yes. I think Golden Graham is going to uh, catch on. Remember when I, I, I came up with Golden Graham when I was just listening to him and I just started saying Golden Graham? And then um, Artling Hartling, if you want to support him on Patreon.com, uh, Artling underscore Hartling, great dude, great artist made a painting of golden Graham, And I really think it could, it could really get uh kick into gear. Cause I never, I always knew Lindsey Graham is this like mild mannered, somewhat gay acting, uh, kind of boring Republican. And then he just, something sparked in my golden Graham, and he just rose out of the ashes. All right. So what's up here next? Oh, it's Kathy Griffin. Just acting like a complete psycho clown. This doesn't inspire people. And 
the polling is is swinging right wing so hard that it's beautiful. It's gorgeous to witness. Because these idiots are in a in an echo chamber, and I guess everyone is in some way. I guess I don't know. Not really. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to sound like I, I you know I've weighed all sides, but it's just not true. They're they're wrong. But uh, the rest of the world is just witnessing them spiral. And they, they really think that every woman just wants to be in an abortion factory alone, you know, with no guns, surrounded by Somalians. They're insane. All right, so let's kick this off. So Brett Weinstein, a guy I've, I've backed and used as an example of a liberal Jew you can trust, he says, my position on the Kavanaugh confirmation, both outcomes are completely unacceptable. By the way, that's how children think. When you go, do you want broccoli or cauliflower? And they go, I don't want neither. And Walter this morning, a little parenting tip here that I'm sure you guys already know and I'm learning. But one of the reasons Walter's such a good kid and why people are like, oh, he's so well-behaved. He's always smiling. You want to know why? Because we don't uh, uh, approve of or encourage tirades. Like every now and then when a kid's growing, and it's just human nature, especially while they're kids, they'll just spiral. Like this morning, just woke up like just screaming about nothing and he was just flailing uh at that point you know you go you okay buddy like all good and then he just started like you know he hit amy not like bad but just like no no and so time out bud time out and then ignore ignore time out give him nothing for that you do not encourage that behavior it's the same with uh the left like when they just freak out and just swear and cuss and get violent you can't encourage that because it will make it worse. Everything's incentives and de-incentives. De-incentives? Decentives? I don't know. And uh, the people that think that a kid will, if you just give them like a, like a, a gummy bear or something or chocolate to, to get him to quiet down, you just cemented something in his mind that says, if I freak out, I get chocolate. No one wants to see them freaking out. Oh, disincentive. Thank you, guys. Incentives go both ways. Yes. Uh, good and bad behaviorism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's all I'm saying. All right. So let's. So Brett Weinstein says, my position, both outcomes are completely unacceptable. Really? Really? Oh, and, and, and the reason that, that this is all happening around Kavanaugh and not Gorsuch is because this is now shifting the power of the Supreme Court to conservatives. It's been a liberal weapon for about 50 years now, and... Uh, it's always had a liberal majority. And when Scalia died, very conservative guy, he was replaced by another conservative. So it didn't really do anything. It didn't do much. If it was replaced by a Democrat, we would have been a little screwed, but it would have just cemented their domination, their weapons. But uh, now that Kennedy's out and and Kavanaugh's in, and potentially Ginsburg. I mean, she, she's 10 blinks away from death at any, any given time. If that happens, it just goes back to constitutionalism. I wouldn't want the court to become a right-wing weapon. I just want them to interpret the Constitution, which is what they originally did. And the left is freaking out because they're losing one of their biggest weapons. There's three, uh, there's three branches of government. There's legislative, judicial, and executive. So many people don't know this basic thing. It was originally, that idea was created by Montesquieu, I believe. 
in the Enlightenment. Montesquieu, I think he came up with the three branches of government. But legislative votes, you know, it's like the Congress. You elect somebody, and then they go in and vote on your behalf, and that's how you make laws. The executive enforces laws. That's why it's insane that people don't understand that when Trump is doing border security and doesn't want to let in illegal immigrants, he's enforcing laws that were voted on by the legislative branch. The executive branch is not a king. They don't, they don't get to just make up stuff and selectively enforce laws. A lot of young people think that's the case because of Obama. Obama was famous for that. You know, he would uh, push agendas through the executive branch, and that's not their job. It's to enforce. It's like cops. Cops enforce laws. If you have a problem with a cop arresting you for drugs, which I'm against, I think the drug laws have gotten insane, uh, that's an issue with legislation. It's, the cop isn't writing the, the laws and then going out and doing it. He's enforcing the laws. Uh, and then the judicial branch is to interpret the laws, right? So the left, what the left did is they got the judicial branch to start making laws. Roe v. Wade is not part of the judicial branch. Like, the Fed, like making abortion legal and federally funded is not interpreting previous laws. And they do that stuff all the time. So that's, that's the basic rundown. So the reason the left is freaking out is because they're losing power. And that's when guys like Brett Weinstein, who uh, his brand is, is being scientific and rational and all this stuff, and he's going just as crazy as everybody else. And by the way, this, this, this little weasel got run out of his own college, Evergreen College, and because he wouldn't leave for uh, no white day or something. He was, he's a progressive. He's, he's part of creating the culture that started eating him, right? And Evergreen College imploded. It became black supremacy. Uh, everyone went crazy. A bunch of blue-haired, fat, lesbian women chased him and his wife off campus. You know, he's all scared. So what did he do? He ran to Tucker Carlson in the right wing. And Tucker had him on. He said, I know that you're not a conservative, but tell your story. Let's talk about American principles. And Brett was like, you know, I, I now see some of the fallacies of the left, yada, yada. All right, so we protected him when he was scared and weak. And then as soon as he regained his, uh, his support, he went right back against American ideals and went right back into his progressive utopian nonsense. And uh, I feel a little embarrassed for backing the guy. I don't regret it because, you know, you got to be a shepherd, man. When you got a little weasel in this little weasel hat running away from monsters, and you, and I give him the benefit of the doubt. Welcome. You know, welcome, man. Commit to this, uh, this freedom we got going on here in America and uh, just don't ever go at it then. Like, don't try to to weasel and create show trials like, like the Gulag Archipelago and, and Judge Kavanaugh. Don't create that here. And that way, dudes like Tark, Tark, Tucker Carlson will have you on his show to back you when CNN, MSNBC, all these people turn their back on you because you're currently a leftist heretic. And as soon as he got, his, uh, as soon as he got hydrated, you know, he fueled up, he ate some soy, he went right back to his nonsense. And, you know... It's, it's, it's crazy. And then the next one, Kavanaugh was clearly, at the very least, an entitled punk through college. Nothing suggests a radical shift in mindset. He appears to be the kind of adult that entitled punks grow into. That's wrong on so many levels, especially coming from a Jew. And that's the point I was trying to make. You guys, uh, 
told me I, I was last night in my intense rant. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking of the Dreyfus affair. That's what it was. You guys corrected me, and I didn't know what it was. You guys uh, came up with that in the comments. That this whole gut instinct, it goes against the Jews. And this isn't an obsession with Jews, what I'm talking about. It's just historical fact that the lack of evidence is evidence and evidence that they're tricky. So him saying this, what he appears to be from, from weaponized propaganda nonsense show trial stuff. There's no like I, the eyewitness that said that, you know, he laughed at someone and threw a piece of ice. Dude, a, a punk, an entitled punk. This is a guy, talk about entitlement. This is a dude who says there's no God. He knows for sure there's no God. And he's saying that uh, this guy, despite the fact that we elected Donald Trump, I didn't vote for Trump. I didn't vote this last time, but I will forever vote Republican now, unless they go insane too, which I don't see coming. But now I'm a big, 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 big Trump supporter because I can't believe the iceberg we missed that I didn't see. So uh, thank you all conservatives who allowed our way of life to continue. I knew Hillary Clinton was the devil, but I, I didn't see what was happening. So anyway, this, this guy, people elected Trump for the Supreme Court picks because as much as Trump can't, he can't drain the swamp as effectively as people thought. Uh, he can't build the wall as quickly as people thought. He can't do a lot of the stuff, but what he can do is uh, create a culture of not self-hate, which is called uh, white supremacy by idiots. Just not hating your own nation, not hating our history, not hating white males. That's not white supremacy. That's normal. White people don't have to hate themselves. Okay, his economy's crushing. He's de-escalating um, uh, tensions between Putin and... Oh, let me just... I, I wrote down a bunch of stuff. I'm going to stand this idea, though. All right. Let me just finish the idea before I, I change it. So entitlement is saying that we democratically elected a guy to appoint a guy or a woman. I actually liked Amy Barrett, I think her last name was, way more than Kavanaugh. I want to let you guys know that. Kavanaugh was like not even in my top three. Uh, I just am so into due process and so against leftist judges. But anyway... So everything's happening the way it should based on votes. And then there's a show trial with nonsense allegations where uh, Senator Collins believe women, right? Senator Collins from Maine says, this not only isn't proof, it's not even likely that it happened. It's not likely. The odds are heavily in the favor that it never happened. Is it possible? Of course. Of course it's possible. It's possible that 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 camel I showed you this morning, that that camel pissed on my face. It's possible. The odds are almost zero. It's, it's basically zero. But it's possible because everything's possible if you can name everything like Bastion from The NeverEnding Story. You know, you become your own god from page 184 to 3 something, as my mom said. So this punk, as he describes, and then he says, putting someone on the court who is likely to view the world through those narrow eyes... Or whatever. I can't even read this shit. What a dumb shit this guy is. Who's likely to see the world through his narrow eyes. Coming from that dude with those beady little eyes. So he says, Jordan Peterson says, 
if confirmed, Kavanaugh should step down. And the world went, what? And then Brett Weinstein says, now that you mention it, he could surely accomplish more for the nation with a shocking move like that and a powerful unifying speech that he will in a term than he would in a term on the bench. But he would never see it that way. Entitlement is a hell of a drug. A, it's not a term on the bench. Entitlement is a hell of a drug, you dumb shit. It's a lifetime appointment. You, you, you even have the facts wrong, young scientist, in this one tweet. So Jordan Peterson says something idiotic, right? And I didn't start going at him until he really, uh, until Peterson doubled down on his nonsense. Because I, I thought there was a chance he was joking. Uh, and then Weinstein's like, yeah, what would really unify a nation is when we elect a president who appoints the guy we want on the Supreme Court. And because of a show trial and nonsense weaponized rape accusations, he steps down, which is a concession, which would only make the left jump on him even more. As Jordan Peterson taught us all, uh, never apologize to an angry mob. And Brett Weinstein thinks that a unifying speech, no, that's called suicide. A unifying speech, what, and say, I, I feel that, you know, 50 years of, of just commitment to, to public good and service, all these years at the federal, federal bench and, you know, my family going through all this pain and the commitment I have to my community and, and uh, girls basketball and the church. You know, Christine, Christine Crazy Ford has feelings, so therefore I'm going to give it all up because of nothing. Would that unify the country or would that inflame the country? And so what's next? Jordan Peterson doubles down. When, when all his people start being like, uh, you're the guy who said that free speech, you have the right to make people uncomfortable. You're the one who says, speak truth. Don't speak what makes you weak. You're the one who told me to read the Gulag Archipelago that described the show trials. And I just watched one. And he says, I'm not certain that it is the right move. It's very complex, but we would have his name cleared and a figure who might be less divisive might be put forward. It's not complex. It's the simplest thing ever. Due process, assumption of innocence. Even if this isn't a criminal trial, it's still most likely not true. And Christine Blasey Ford has been completely discredited. The four witnesses she said were there all said it never happened. She doesn't know the year and she's a confirmed liar. It was 36 years ago, and the left said that they would, do, they would stop at nothing to make sure he didn't get on the court. So by him stepping down, how would that clear his name? His name is cleared already in the minds of rational people. So when Jordan then explains himself, he doubles down and says it's complex because that idiots will then be like, oh, I, I don't understand the great Jordan Peterson's mind. Yes, you do. That's a liar trying to make more money and have fancy suits. He makes $700,000 a month. Uh, and now he's, and he's rep by CAA and he's, he's a charlatan liar. And the Jordan Peterson that inspired me would say that about himself. And if I ever go down this road, if I ever divorce my wife for a younger woman or say that my kids suck or, um, you know, if I take a hard turn against what I believe and talk to you about every day call me out bail on me 
Like, tell me to go fuck myself because I, that's, that's, if you care about me, you would do that. Because what I want in this world and what I, I, why I do these live streams every day uh, and, what, and, and what I'm very passionate about is family, is, is objective reality, is humor and courage in the time of chaos. If I join those ranks, tell me to go fuck myself. I don't want you guys. That's why I have a hard time calling you guys fans. Sometimes uh, it's appropriate if, if I'm like doing a show and there's a bunch of fans after that want to take a picture or something. Because in that uh, aspect, it is a fan of my comedy. But don't be a fan of me. Like, this is a dialogue. This is I talk. You guys think and talk. You talk in the chat. Don't just go with what I say. Like, I, that's why when people say that I've, like, helped them or helped them get through darkness and all this stuff, that's why I try to say, like, no, you did it. I inspired you, but you did it. Because I don't want that. I don't – false idols are real bad. And all humans are false idols. All, even if you're an atheist and you don't want to go down the religious route, just don't put the, the power of good and evil on a human myself included because the good news would be imagine if i do uh go down that road the, the odds are basically zero because i've learned what is corrupting that's why one of the reasons we left la that's one of the reasons i won't have an agent it's one of the reasons i won't um do a lot of things because i i it's almost like i won't do 30 shots when i'm surrounded by women I trust myself. I don't know if I trust myself so inebriated that I would piss myself. You know, you have to know your, your mortal limits, you know? And it's not even that I think I'd like hook up with someone. I just might be inappropriate and be like, you got tits. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? So what, what the best thing that could happen in that scenario is if I, if I get too close to power and start becoming like what we see with these people that we've looked up to, I want you to take the good things that I've taught or spoke on or uh, created and keep those and just let me go and tell me to go fuck myself because I'm just a dude with breath. And I have said some really cool shit and made some cool shit and stood up to some monsters. So if I become a Jordan Peterson type and I'm like, the heroic thing right now to do is to commit suicide and give the power to the socialists. If, if, if I contradict myself like that, it's your obligation to let me go and, and just be like, he's wrong. That, that would make the me right now very proud. <laughs> All right. I hope uh, that's, that explains it. All right. So what now? Let's read some PayPals. PayPal.me slash feed the bear. You want to feed that bear? Give me some honey so I can read it. Uh, Hugepianist.com for the new special. And that's the beauty of this. Like I'm making a good living, but I'm not setting myself up to become like this Titanic rich guy. Part of me thinks I, it's not self-sabotage. Part of me thinks I, I stay in a limited zone uh, because I don't want to be around tons and tons of money. Like, I'll, like if anyone ever wants to talk about money and saving and what I make and how I make it and what taxes are and expenses are and you know, what you need to have a family and mortgages and write-offs. I'm, I'm, I'm as open as a book about any of that shit. So let me know. Because the way I, I operate now is 
I'll never get that half a million dollar or million dollar Netflix money. Like Eliza Schlesinger and, you know, those middle level comics, they get a half a million from Netflix when they do a special. Uh, but they don't own it and they have to bash Trump. They have to uh, push the leftist narrative. It's just, it's a fact. So what, what's my business plan? You guys will give me PayPals and stuff. And so that I can uh, finance specials, I can tour on my own, I can, I can rent out uh, theaters and then keep the place secret until the day of, and then I can sell it at my website. So let's say I sell 500 specials. I, they're $10 a piece, that's five grand. That, that's, that's tons. And then I give a dollar for each special to Vimeo. I'd give a dollar for each special to the director like Coddington. We get a dollar per special sold. And that way forever, there'll just be some like uh, income because I own it and I could put it up anywhere. That's one, one thing that kept me away from corporate uh, stand-up. And why I did the, uh, this, this joke, the soap opera music eyes is in my new special, even though it's an old joke, but people love that joke and I can't put my Comedy Central special on my website because they own it. So ownership is so much more valuable. Like Comedy Central paid me $100,000 to do High Five Till It Hurts in 2013. Uh, I would give all of it back to, to own that. And I realized that that wouldn't, and it's not because of money. I've never, like none of my self-produced specials have made anywhere near that. But I own it. So I can put it up anywhere I want. Like it doesn't get taken down for copyright infringement. And that's, that's a currency that you can't um, put a dollar sign on. You know, Creedence Clearwater Revival once sold a few songs to like uh, Sony or one of those places and then used one of their own riffs like and, and got sued by the label for copying themselves. That's the shit you got to stay away from. So that's what we do now. We do specials that are... Uh, Great audio. They look pretty good. You know, it'll never look like uh, like a, a Dave Chappelle specials. Those specials cost at least a half a million dollars to shoot. But they're, they're good and they're funny and they're not the same jokes. It's not the same narrative. And that's why I do it the way I do it. And then, you know, forever, it'll just make a couple hundred bucks a month, each of them. And the, and the bigger your catalog gets, uh, you know, there's usually like a bunch up up top get bought by your fans and then comedy fans not not soika pants soika pants is that the really the word because that's not what i want we all know that but fans of my comedy so then but then in the future every time someone's turned on to your comedy they just go oh i'll check out a special and i put enough for free on youtube so that people don't have to buy it they can still enjoy the jokes but uh, i have to make a living so that's the business plan and that's how i um Keep away from the giant money amounts, which I could probably do right now if I restructured how I did comedy. But like, I, I literally am scared of it. Like, like you can make a good living, you know, save money, have some properties. That's one reason why I buy properties is because I don't ever want to have a lot of money. I like to like have, because I like, I think land and um, houses and stuff are a different currency. It's blatantly good for your family's future. And there's like a visceral feeling you get when you own land where you can hunt on it, or you can grow food on it, or you could just appreciate it and care for it. 
money just sitting in a little place, I really think uh, starts distorting your, uh, your soul. And so that's why I'm actively trying to stay away from that. Uh, you are worth way more as this example of independence. I agree. I agree. Because I'm very free and very happy. And as much as people will be like, Big Bear, you used to be so carefree. Why do you get so angry now? I'm like, I'm the happiest I've ever been in my entire life. A, A the world's gotten way crazier, especially in the free speech business, which I'm in. So I'm fighting. That's not anger. That's passion. It's resolve. It's, it's focus. It's not like anger. Some of the angriest I've ever been, I, I probably appeared very happy because I was, uh, I was hiding it. Because I, I didn't want to admit that I had, you know, a quarter million dollars in the bank at 27. And I, uh, my hands were always shaky from being hung over. And I felt unloved. I felt detached. I didn't quite fit in with all the Jews, even though I respected the Jews. All right, this is from Josh. Hey, Owen, wanted to send the bear some honey and planning to pick up the new special after this. Can I be Gundam Bear on the Super Chat? Thanks. Yeah, welcome, Gundam Bear. Appreciate you, buddy. That was very, very nice of you. Thanks for the honey. William, William with a Hispanic last name. I was about to do a fun, like, but I, I don't like saying last names. Owen, fellow bear here. My name is William, Hispanic last name, and I'm 25 years old, living in Annapolis, Maryland. I had a question to ask you. I was wondering if I could pay you to help me write and or structure a best man speech. Dude, I'll do it for free. Let's do it right now with the bears. Are you kidding me? Get in that chat. Hang on. My friend who is a cop in Ann Arbor County is getting married October 20th, and I want to write a great speech that is very funny. Any tips or help would be greatly appreciated. Love what you're doing. Keep up the great work and give Amy, Walter, and Charlie a high five for me. Thanks, William. Okay. Overall, honest stories. Honest stories that are likable and vulnerable about the guy. Uh, you want to bookend it with sincere, sincerity and like um, goodness. You know, how happy you are for them. Always sincere. Sincerity is the best. Middle, embarrassing story. You got to get an embarrassing story in there. Roast the crowd a little bit. Talk about other relatives. You know, nothing, nothing mean, but... Um, just to, like as true and as like kind of exposing as possible. Just make it fun. But sincere is the best. Because the, the role of the best man used to be that when a man uh, married a woman, the best man stood protection so that the woman's family, when he tried to kill the other man, he protected that man. That was my best man speech with my brother was about that. Because my, my sister-in-law's brother is a beast. I'm talking this dude. You know, 6'3", 250, all muscle, could probably bench 400 pounds, shredded. You know, I uh, used to call him Tommy Guns. He's been stabbed, just beating people. Like, he's so lethal and deadly that, great guy, don't get me wrong, but just violent connoisseur. So that was my one of my opening jokes was I told the, the story of uh, what a best man did historically. And then I said, but if Tommy has a problem, you're on your own. And Tommy just smiled and everyone looked at Tommy and they're like, great point. Like that dude is huge. So William, get in the chat right now. The other bears are wicked uh, good at writing. Talk about, uh, you can always email me. You don't have to pay me. I, I love this shit. Why didn't they laugh at gmail.com and unbearablecomedy at gmail.com. Uh, 
Let me just tell me some stories. I'll help you refine them if I have uh, time and if I remember. But the bears will help you. Logan. Hey, Big Bear. Logan Bear here. Sending a little honey your way and also a couple handmade bear steins. Nice. Uh, that'll put, put Crowder's mug to shame. I don't know. It's, that's a girthy mug he's got. I hope you like them. They're currently in production and should be ready to use a couple weeks. I'm designing an awesome Unbearables logo for them and a little book to show you the stein making process. I've been talking to some other bears that want uh, one of these steins also. I hope you'll see this as a gift and appreciation for your amazing and inspirational work. Thank you for all you do in building this amazing community of great people. Thanks, Logan. Uh, awesome, buddy. Awesome. Me and, uh, me and Brandon, who does our merch with unbearablesstore.com it's it's on my website hugepianist.com we want to make a a Kavanaugh bearstein that says beer is not rape or something like that but your stein sounds great and i'll be very supportive of your stein also we're going to make t-shirts of uh that che guevara as a skeleton uh, an artist created that and we'll give him a cut of it uh so that's how you community build but right now we have some cool shirts there, some tour shirts and some other stuff. The socialism always ends in starvation, genocide. We got to get some some mugs on there, some uh, some steins, some beer stuff. I also wanted to do uh, some hats or something, but check that out if you like any of it. Hey, Owen, did you ever get in contact with Sam Hyde? A stream with you two would be legendary. Sam's an internet comedian hero. He agreed. Yeah, I, I, I intentionally am not looking him up because he's going to be on the pod next week. And... Like, literally a thousand people have told me to check him out. So I think it could be interesting if I talk to him just man-to-man without knowing anything he's done. But he just said he'd, he'd love to come on, so uh, that's happening. So thanks for the recommendation. Israel. I loved you in the edge attacking Alec Baldwin and Anthony Hopkins' strong performance. Can I, honeybee, verified as Barizona? Welcome, Barizona, and that's hilarious. The Edge is a great movie. Crowder got this like smoke sucker thing for his ceiling in one of his rooms just so we could watch The Edge and smoke cigars. How funny is that? The Edge is a great flick. Uh, he's referring to a bear in the movie, by the way. Big Bear, always want to keep giving you the honey to, uh, to giving us your content at no charge. One reason the leftist women are so miserable is they just fuck anyone and don't think about consequences. I won't fuck anyone. That's nasty. Anyway, can't wait for your show in SoCal. Keep doing what you do. Cappy Bear, you know what? Alpha Kenny won. Oh, thank you very much. And yeah, I still have to set up that, that show. May not happen. If no one has a venue, uh, I don't know. You know, SoCal's full of soy. It's drowning in it. So uh, if anybody in Los Angeles owns a venue or knows anyone with a venue or a warehouse or a anything that can have a sweet show, I'd love to do a show there November 4th or 3rd because I'm doing the Prager, the Dennis Prager U Gala. I'm performing at that November 5th. Uh, the former prime minister of Canada is going to be an honorary guest there. It's going to be sick. Amy gets to, you know, get all fancy and wear a dress. Very excited. So that weekend we'll be in LA. We'll be outside of LA though. I, I hate LA. I hate it. So we'll probably be, uh, we'll get an Airbnb somewhere either in the mountains or the beach. Cause there are some beautiful parts of the area. It's just the people are just miserable. So email, why didn't they laugh at gmail.com or 
and unbearable comedy at Gmail, like CC each other. His Dolev runs the other one. Dolev. And, uh, and let me know if we can set up a, a show. Big Bear. I think I just read that one. Wade. Oh, and you're the man. I've had an idea for a bear theme song and plan to record it soon. Is there any way I can send it to you when it's done? Also, can I be Rockstar Bear? Welcome, Rockstar Bear. Yeah, and send it to the emails I just said. And also, or just comment on one of these YouTubes. Because I read those sometimes more than I read emails. It's just public. But sometimes I just like that um, feedback when I do a joke or something. So uh, sometimes it's hard to get in touch with me. I'll admit it. But, you know, hopefully. Israel, Vox Day on Alex Jones show was calling out reasons to be suspicious of Jordan Peterson about a month ago. I literally commented on Vox Day's video he put up yesterday where I said, I always loved Peterson. I can't believe you were right about this. Like, I always give credit when my mind shifts. Because I used to listen to Vox talk shit about Peterson and I'd laugh because Vox, when he, when he says really intense stuff, but in that very deliberate and slow delivery, it's, it's comedic to me, but I, I wasn't buying it. I wasn't buying that he was the charlatan that, um, Vox was describing. And so when, as the, uh, As the information started coming in, and I still, because I'm a loyal guy, to almost probably to a fault, where I'm like, dude, I'm telling you, you know, Genghis Khan just likes sex and horses. He's a good dude, I swear. Like, I can, I can totally be that guy. But once, once there's a tipping point moment, and, and going after due process, listen, you can lie about how many days you, you didn't sleep for. You can lie about how you write books. You can uh, support universal basic income which is idiotic and it failed in finland so miserably that i can't imagine anyone wanting that level of socialism i thought it might be a good idea for about a week i researched the hell out of it and then realized it's a terrible idea because i the reason i thought it might have been a good idea was to replace the current welfare system so that everyone from bill gates to some asshole on the street would all get the same amount of money and that way it might encourage uh people to like become roommates and become and and cooperate with each other because it isn't enough money to really get by but enough to just not end up homeless and that would replace this whole uh system we have right now that incentivizes single moms uh it makes people that make a lot of money and have their own business it punishes them and rewards people for not working so in my mind i'm like okay universal basic income might be better than our current welfare system the reality is that that would never happen. People that use force to distribute money like that, it's always based on envy, greed, lust, sloth, and they would always punish the earners. They would always incentivize the victims. It would, it would be the same story over again. It would just be rebuilding Sodom and Gomorrah without learning anything. So no, the, the fundamental, uh, principle, the base principle is, uh, you know, the government using coercion to take money and then distribute money on a large scale like that just continues to f just go off a cliff every time. And universal basic income is one step closer to socialism, not one step away from our currently dysfunctional welfare system. So that took me a week. So when you see Sam Harris, I thought Roe v. Wade was good for a little while. 
because I thought them saying they didn't know when life began was humble and uh, lacked the hubris that I usually see in, in the government. And then I quickly realized the doors that opened, what that did, how that destroyed so much. Like, I'm liberal until I'm not. Like, that's how I think. I'm like, I'm open-minded to everything I can possibly learn. Pros, cons, all of it. Let me, give me the info. And then my doors start going, dunk, 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 dunk. And then I realized Roe v. Wade is one of the worst decisions in the history of America. And that isn't because I'm being paid to think one way or the other. It's because I'll, I'll get the idea, I'll wrestle with it, which is what Israel means, by the way, Israel, is wrestle, like, to wrestle with God. Um, Islam means to submit. Interesting, huh? But anyway, so Vox Day was totally right about that. So good for good for him. I, I, I he's one of those guys where, um, you know, I, I some of the stuff he says I think is like way off. But at the same time, I, I completely respect his mind and his balls, and his uh, his commitment to Christianity and his his just commitment to like being against SJWs. He was literally like. Peterson is an SJW. They're like, you're funding him. You're funding the enemy. And in my mind, I don't know if this is brainwashing or what. I, I, I truly don't know sometimes. But I perceive the world like what I want America to be because this is what I've been taught my whole life and this is what I still see as um, an ideal is you have conservatives and liberals. You have uh, that the, the chaos and order uh, battling for our, to, to give us the best possible outcome. So I don't want to get rid of lib liberals. I just am a conservative. So I want there to be that battle to come up with best possible outcome. He's like, dude, they're, they're fucked. Like they're, they're out. Like they're, they're creating a dystopia. The more time goes on, the more I'm starting to think that he has a point with that. But I can't picture a world like that. I can't picture a world without the red team, blue team, fight and i sometimes border on ancap the way i see economics i i can't justify coercive taxes at all in my mind but at the same time i can't picture a world without a government so that's it's almost like uh like when you're looking at atoms and you get so small that you start seeing that electron isn't isn't anything it's actually the 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 electron field it's not a particle it's, it's a, it's nothing. It's the probability of, uh, you know what I'm saying? Things get very gray and hazy in, in real big stuff and really small stuff. It's kind of like free speech for pedophiles, you know, things that like really test your principles and what, and that's where I start getting like fuzzy and I don't respect fuzzy. I don't respect moderates and centrists. I think it's a cowardly move. I think saying like, listen, I'm in the middle. I want my dick sucked by everybody. It's like bisexual Burt Kreischer. You don't get to be blown by everybody. So it's like you got to pick a mindset, like leftist mindset. Oh, this is what I want to read you guys. This is in one year. This is what the left has tried to do to people. All right. Net neutrality is the end of the world. There's Russia collusion, end of the world. Uh, Russia collusion. All right. Trump is too mean to Korea. It will cause nuclear war. Trump is too nice to North Korea. It will now cause nuclear war. Paris Accords. Uh, not joining the Paris Accords will cause 
uh, we will lose Florida. The stock market will crash when he's elected. He wants to have sex with his daughter. He has small hands. He's homophobic, but him and Putin are homos. Uh, it's so dumb that Pen- Pence won't be around any women that aren't his wife. It's so dumb that Trump won't drink. Uh, there's Russia collusion. Oh, wait, it's Stormy Daniels. Oh, wait, he causes storms. The FBI is evil. No, we need the FBI to investigate. Oh, it, it came back with nothing? Evil. Why won't he bomb Syria? Why did he bomb Syria? He's so mean about Mexican rapists. He's too light on rape. Like, this is in one year. In one year, they're just, like, scaring you, scaring you, scaring you. And, like, people are worn out. They're worn out. Russia collusion. Oh, no, it's really Stormy Daniels. Just as bad. Oh, it's, just, it's a storm. Like, like, no, there's now a hurricane caused by Trump. Oh, it was Category 4. Oh, no, wait, it's only Category 2. Now there's no more categories because that's, that's category-ific. He put kids in cages in 2014. <laughs> and meanwhile, the left is like, no, you should give the kids hormone blockers if they think they're a girl. So stupid. Oh, my God, Trump unfriended the MS-13 on Facebook. I know, it's like, we should be able to abuse Trump as much as we want on Twitter because if he blocks me, it's, it's an infringement to freedom of speech. Twitter is a private company. Oh, the gay guys should be allowed. Uh, you got to make a gay cake. You got to make a cake for the queers, even though it's a private company. But Twitter, got to respect the privacy of Twitter. They're fucking assholes, dude. They're a bunch of fucking assholes. Now this shill with the veil is making a show on Owen. The shills are out today. I don't know what that means. Hurricane Stormy. I don't know. Um, we should give out hormone blockers as part of border control. You know what that means? Upside down, it's all upside down. We're not upside down. Because that, that can happen sometimes. I have close family members or friends. I, I just won't be specific because I like to shield people from the storm I hit. I, I get hit by all the time. But uh, it's easy for people to become no, uh, moral relativists when they start saying, like, everything's fucked. It's not fucked. The wizards. What the hell just happened? Oh, I'm back. The wizards are creating a false world. And the wizards aren't just Jews. There's, there's a few Amish. But they're creating a false world where you see things that aren't really there. And you start thinking the whole world is, is crazy. And so then you start trying to um, act in accordance with this fake crazy world that isn't real. We're all right here. Like, we're fine. We know there's two genders. We know that there's no wage gap. If, do you understand that the wage gap is just for women who work? If you add it, let's say, like my wife um, doesn't work. I work. I make a good living. So she gets more than half. If you added in housewives, how like half of what their husbands make, women make way more than men. That whole 77 cents on the dollar doesn't include women. It, it's insanely stupid. It excludes all mothers. If you take mothers, a lot of women, it's a, it's a privilege now for a woman to be able to stay home with their kids. It's my theory why whites are becoming pussies because they don't have moms and blacks are becoming violent because they don't have dads. It's a whole theory that I've been working on. But um, now you have to be a member of the uh, upper middle class or wealthy to be able to have a woman uh, at home. Or you have to leave a city. That's one thing that I don't get why more people don't do. Like, you just got to get out. You got to get out of cities. Like... Amy would not be able to stay home if we still lived in Los Angeles. There's no way. 
That's why we left. All right, let's read a couple more of these bad boys. A bad boy, bad boy, of what you gonna do? Of what you gonna do when they come up for you? All right, Pinder. Hello, my brother. John is new to the group and is having computer issues, but wants to be verified as Storyteller Bear. He's a script writer and director and loves your comedy. Uh, welcome, Storyteller Bear. And Pinder is, is very Jewish. So it sounds like we got a couple of storytellers over here. Oh, but that sounds awesome. My mom teaches children's lit, so I love stories. I love stories. It's a great way to uh, communicate truth through the way our minds think. We think in stories. We think archetypally. That's another thing that Peterson uh, reminded me that I will always value, even though he's become a complete pussy coward. Reluctant, profit, idle, doubling down. Interesting. You could have put more words in that one to clarify, but I get it. This is from uh, Andrew. Big Bear, I love you and your truth is inspiring, man. It's not my truth. It's just truth. If I ever become fucked up, bail on me. I'm just a dude. I, I, I was terrified by this Peterson thing a little bit. Not terrified, but you got to be able to turn on your, on your heroes uh, when, they, when they go away from truth. Because I don't believe in, like, my truth. There's my, there's my perception of the truth. But the truth is bigger than all of us. So please, if you care about me and respect me, if I ever go down a Peterson route, get the fuck out and just remember all the good times. <laughs> all right. Can I be verified as Headcase Bear? I missed your last few streams. Welcome, Headcase Bear. JBP, I found and he changed me in a great way and still is. But I love how you preach not to follow idols blindly. We are all humans able to be corrupted. So keep it up. And I want to be verified into the cult of truth. Welcome, my friend. You sound like you got a good hat on your shoulders. David, hey Owen, it's Davey Krakow. I made a clip last night with part of your JBP response with IDW tweets and clips to show how they fell in line. Also made my own response today to him. And his spiral and not mentioning the mob and false allegations is glaring. Thanks for doing that. It was needed. And at that time, the most. Now that it's hip to do, some more might call him out. A lot of silence, though. Hanging with gay rubes too much. Yeah, check out Davey. Davey's great. Davey Krakow on uh, YouTube. And he's had some massive videos. Like when I was calling out Rogan, uh, he put together some montages that got huge numbers. And when people are like, people have written to me and been like, oh, you're going to just apologize like you did about Rogan. And, and you're going to be embarrassed. I'm not embarrassed. Like Davey even asked me if I think I, I think he asked me. I know someone did. I think it was Davey. If he should take down the videos after I apologized about the Rogan thing. And I was like, no, that happened. That's part of life. Like, you got to be able to see the sequential order of my thoughts or else there's no story. You're just, that's why my mom doesn't like digital clocks. She only likes hands. I talked to Alex Jones about this recently. If you don't know where you, you came from or where you're going, if there's no context, it's just you're so easy to control. Um, my apology about Rogan has nothing to do with Rogan. He didn't prove he was a coward about me he never talked ill of me publicly which i for some reason perceived and was running with and that's what i was apologizing about i do think he's gone off the rails i don't listen to his podcast anymore i think he's a bit lost but i was getting vicious and i wasn't apologizing out of cowardice i was apologizing because i was starting to become corrupted with anger rage it felt it felt good it felt good how many people were like 
Thank you, Big Bear. Destroy Rogan. Destroy Rogan. He's a shill. Fuck. Fuck Rogan. And I was like, yeah, I'm fucking. And then I started, you know, you get that, those moments that, that hopefully you can like jack yourself off the electric fence. It wasn't out of fear. It wasn't because I ever want to be on his podcast again or be accepted by the intellectual duck web. It was because I liked it and it was unfair and it was making me a little bit more of a dick than I wanted to be. And so um, check this dude out, Davey Krakow. So that's why I don't ever want to delete things that I'm embarrassed by because I want people to see it. Like, oh, yeah, I went down that path and then I apologized. So it's cool. Good, good job. All right, this is uh, Wolfgang. I almost named my son Wolfgang. Hey, Owen, can I be verified as Iowa Bear? Welcome, Iowa Bear. My uncle lives in Iowa. He's from uh, Dubuque. Dubuque, Iowa. My uncle's hilarious. Richard, any thoughts on Rogan, bisexual Bert, and Tom Segura talking about Kavanaugh on JRE podcast the other day? Rogan thinks he's center, but is so left. Interested in your take on it. I don't listen to the dude anymore. I don't see any value in people that distort reality for their own gain. Everyone does it on a level. Don't get me wrong. Uh, it, it's just, it's impossible to completely get away from that. I, I catch myself doing it all the time. But when someone is, is distorting reality on that level, it brings, it doesn't, I'd rather listen to Vox Day than Rogan at this point. And I have a much bigger history with Rogan. I used to love Rogan's uh, pod. I disagree with a lot of Vox Day's politics and views, but I can just hear in his voice that he's not lying. And to me, that's the only valuable perspective. And so uh, someone sent me a little clip of bisexual Bert saying that all he was like, all I did is say, imagine if we were all judged by our, our yearbooks. And he was like, I got so hammered that I immediately deleted it. And I wasn't even backing him. I, everyone's going crazy and in my mind i'm like why would you delete it like that shows you that they're that intolerant that if you can't even make that obvious point i know why he deleted it he wants to stay on netflix he wants to be showered with bisexuality but it's like if you can't make the obviously true point that imagine if you were judged by your yearbooks oh my god and when people hammered him, he retreated. And that's what good cucks do. That's what they do. They, they retreat. You know? And don't cuck for these, like, Jew-hater people either. You know? Because those guys now call me a cuck sometimes. You know? They're like, they do this stupid parentheses thing. So I call this one dude a homo in these, like, Jew parentheses. And they're like, you have to call out the Jew. You're a fake right-winger. I'm like... Bro, you're a fucking dumbass. One of the reasons I started going more right-wing was A, the left went insane, and B, I prefer the company of right-wing people because they're just cool and funny and family-oriented. These people that are like, you must say this. I'm like, dude, you sound insane. And so uh, I think the ultimate non-cuck is just saying exactly what you think. You know, don't try and get approval from people that are clearly acting psychotic. You know, one of my buddies on here who in the past has had some some pretty intense things to say about uh, the Uden was even responding to one of these parentheses guys. And he was like, you know, because of Owen's views, I've actually made friends with some really good hearted, family oriented, non globalist Jews. They're out there. And I was like, no shit. You know, I was proud of him for that. I was like, no, yeah, 
You know, that's the whole thing. It's 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 global like this globalist, like uh, borderless atheist shit ideology that happens to be a good amount of Jews doing this is why uh, they get all labeled that way. But I promise you, some of the best conservative, family-oriented, smart, good people that have your back in real chaos are Jews. Same with black people. So many of my fucking white friends bailed on me as soon as someone called me racist. You want to know who had my back? Eric Nimmer. He's one of the blackest people alive. It's like people that limit themselves based on these demographic things that are uh, associated with... uh, created it seems like these leftist bullshit uh are real bad you know like except for this one jew was pissing me off on the youtube section he was like well the christian race and i just i wrote back i go christianity isn't a race because we're not insane like the whole jew race thing is a problem the jews have to get together and be like what's up with this race thing because what that does is it allows jews to have this in-group shit going on without any connection whatsoever to God or morality or teachings or tradition or anything. And you become Judd Apatow or Bernie fucking Madoff, you know, and, and your synagogue, even if it's a synagogue, one of these leftist synagogues just become a, um, a meeting place for this shit way of thinking that just really does seem to enslave people. And, uh, Nimmer had a great point. Like a month ago, he was like, you know, because he hangs out with a lot of uh, black people. (laughs) But, you know, he loves me and he loves a lot of white people. And he goes, this is what would make it so there's no race war. He goes, you got to kill the ones you know and love. And he goes, I could, in my mind, I could potentially kill the white man. He's like, fuck the white man. He's like, but I couldn't kill Owen. I love Owen. I'd die for Owen. But in my mind, this the white man, it's the same with white. It's the same with anybody that has that shit in their head where it's like, oh, you could run out and kill all these like inner city black thugs. But what about what about your buddy? What about Nimmer? Oh, you hate Jews. What about Delev? You hate her? This tirelessly committed, awesome chick that I met on Twitter because she loved Crowder and liked our comedy and will answer emails for me, uh, organize tours, like never ask for shit. You know, committed wife, committed human being, just awesome. So, so when these people are doing this parentheses bullshit about Jews, I'm like, oh, you mean Delev? Because now I'm starting to take this a little personally. That's one reason why having a, a, a diverse group of people in your life keeps you from becoming enslaved to the wrong type of tribalism. There is tribalism. Everyone's tribal. I have in-group preferences. I'm not going to lie. I enjoy being around tall white males. Makes me feel very comfortable immediately. But uh, when you're around people from different backgrounds, but you agree on, on fundamental core issues, uh, it, it, you don't become slaves to your demographic, which is another form of slavery. And saying you want uh, tighter borders or saying you don't, you know, for the last 50 years in America, it's almost become hip and cool that everyone will, will become brown. Kind of insulting. You know, kind of insulting. Imagine if we went into like a, a black neighborhood and we're like, Soon, within a hundred years, all you niggers will have lighter skin. It would sound insane. There's no racism whatsoever in wanting tighter borders and not promoting this concept that everyone needs to become a shade of brown because white people are so awful. That's fucking bullshit. 
but that isn't racism. So the problem is when you have that obvious idea, which is obviously true, and, and people freak out and say, don't say that, white nationalism, you know, racism, 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 and then you hide it, and then you listen to these parentheses dipshits that are like, oh, you're finally ready to face the question. Time to kill all the Jews because they're trying to make us into cattle and take over the world. No, you can want tighter borders. You cannot have white self-hatred. You can understand that America is more of an idea than it is a demographic. And that doesn't mean you have to become a fucking Nazi. It's this binary one or the other bullshit that's really suffocating people. And don't get me wrong, in this environment, every now and then I'll listen to a Nazi and be like, I get it now a little bit. You know, when you're going on college campuses and you see like, you know, when that Collins woman just spoke, um, the, the senator from Maine, and she's like talking about how Kavanaugh got all, it was bullshit what happened to Kavanaugh and how she's going to vote for him. And, and this is a show trial. And Linda Sarsour, that, that, that pig, that, that, that piggish disaster of a human being was like, she has white children. She was raised white. This white woman and immediately forget, believe women, even though Christine Blasey Ford is a white woman, it immediately became about the fact she's white, not about being a woman. And part of you, it's, there is a part of me, of course there is, that just goes, dude, fucking white, white people got to start rising. <laughs> but that's, it's, 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 it's self-defeating. It, it literally is self-defeating. Because it's like, how do you argue that point? How do you argue that point with another white? The most self-hating white people, the people that hate whites the most are white. I've been accused of racism by one black guy in my entire life. Think about, dude, I do a song called That Nigger Stole My Bike. One, once. I've never had issues with black people. It's always been white chicks in college or like just white people that are like, oh my God. Uh, uh. They hate themselves more than anyone could ever hate anybody. And so that's why this whole white pride thing is so fucking stupid. Because I don't see, I see, I have way more in common with Nimmer just because he's a courageous, funny, hardworking, good human being. Black as night from the deep south. I'm white as snow from the north. Because ideas are what unite us. Values. You know, the dude is brilliant, by the way. That's why all these IQ guys, listen, there is IQ um, distributions and shit. There's bell curves. I get all that. There's also bell curves with height and everything. But meet Eric Nimmer. Eric, I'm a smart fucking guy, but this dude has a talent stack that you can't... The dude went to seminary and law school and did four tours of duty in the Middle East. Fact confirmed. Like, he will just go in and out of, like, Christianity and, and politics and what it's like to kill a man. Just like... And I just want to put him in front of one of these like uh, IQ guys and be like, you guys want to debate or have a test? The argument for the IQ thing is when you're importing millions of people from an area with an average IQ that's lower, it, it intentionally is for people to vote left because dumb people vote left. Like idiots want the government to like take care of them because they know they'll fail in the free market. But when people become actually racist because there is trends uh it's it's real bad and, and you meet an individual that'll blow your mind and have your back in times of conflict more than any white person i fucking know you know nimmer in times of real struggle 
And he got called names for that shit by, by white girls in Austin. And he was like, fuck you, bitches. It's awesome. All right. At Atlanta show, daughter asked how many lives he had already lived. Oh, dude, Nimmer is, Nimmer is an incredible guy. He really is. Just an incredible guy. So don't fuck with me, Nimmer. I just lost Peterson. All right, what we got here? All right, I think uh, I got a couple more of these, and then I'll, I'll get out of here. I, I'm going to play you guys a video, though, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to piss. I'm going to piss out of my cock. I'm going to pee out of my cock. Uh, give me a second. Do any, any you guys have a, a video you want to see, like any requests? What do you guys want to hear? The average IQ of Israel is 95, USA 98, Poland 99. Interesting. Yeah, I, I don't know if I believe that Jews have this crazy high IQ, by the way. I think that might be uh, a bit fraudulent. I really do. I think there's some populations with crazy low IQs. And sorry, Aborigines, but there's, there's a couple where it's like in the 60s where that becomes a real factor. But uh, other than that, I, I think that it, a lot of this shit is, uh, I think it's a basic fact that there's uh, bell curve shifts. And the fact that that information was suppressed is why people are so obsessed with this little thing. But I think it's total bullshit. IQ really matters. Yeah, but if you go with individuals, like look at height, right? Like Ireland, Germany, Sweden, France. When you look at bell curves at the height of men, but then you're, you meet a man from another country and you're supposed to be taller because of a bell curve and, you're, and he's taller. What do you say that he's not taller? You know what I'm saying? Oh, Yellow Star Coldplay. Oh, this is in the new special. It actually did well. I, I, I said, uh, I, love, uh, I love Coldplay, but uh, I don't know what the hell they're talking about. So I made it about something I'm interested in, like the Holocaust. So this is Yellow. All right. Look at this star, it identifies all the Jews, restricts the things they can do, and they were all yellow. We came along and made some laws just for Jews, Restrict, uh, and we moved them all somewhere new. And it was called a ghetto. Serbian dudes are all Owens height now. Yeah, they're wicked tall. All right, let me play you guys a video here. And I'm going to pee out of my ween. This is a fun one. We should do beers with bears tomorrow to celebrate. Uh, what should we play? Having lots of fun and having a good time. Having fun and partying with my friends. Good time, Charlie. Uh, this is me just just making up stuff when I'm looking. I, th that was me trying to keep you guys entertained. Having fun with my friends. Good times with my buddies. Looking at videos, figuring out what the bears want to see. Oh, you want to see how annoying... Uh, Annoying. Watch late night comedy. This is this is why. He Here's what people are talking about, you guys. President Trump gave his big speech at the U.N. General Assembly today. And at one point, he threatened to totally destroy North Korea. Yeah, he said he has a uh, 
So he says, good plan to do it, too. He's going to run for president of North Korea. So that's what he's He's already got the house made. During the speech, Trump threatened to, quote, totally destroy North Korea. Which I know, well, I think can only mean one thing. Guys, it means he's going to run for president of North Korea. <laughs> Trump no also word. said during his address that if North Korea continues working on its nuclear program, the U.S. will have no choice but to totally destroy North Korea. Oh, my God. Trump is going to run for president of North Korea. <laughs> Dipshit. What a bunch of dumb, dumb fucks. And, uh, yeah, there is a media conspiracy. There is. There's an insane media conspiracy. They literally collude to tell you bullshit narratives. And I saw it in, uh, I saw it in comedy early. And I was like, all right, uh, here's the new To Kill a Mockingbird sketch. Now then, can you identify the man who raped you? Most certainly would. Right yonder. Tom, would you stand up, please? Let's have a good long look at you. Tom, would you catch this, please? Well, then, good enough for me. Okay. Probably guilty. I rest my case. Can I sentence you to? Wait, wait, Mr. Fence, I raped that girl. I didn't. Now, hold on, everyone, hold on. Just hold on. Are you certain this is the man who raped you? Sure as he's black as pitch! Well, then, that settles it. Guilty as sin. Thanks, Your Wait, Honor. Wait, no! Mr. Bitch, no! No, I wasn't even there that night! You know, just tell him! Tom, do you mean to tell me that you're questioning a survivor? That's a bunch of pure baloney and you know it! Don't I deserve a fair trial? It's, it's supposed to be innocent to proven guilty, right? Black lives matter too now, you know? Yes, at one moment in time, that may have been true, but... Now we have to believe all women, period. I'm sorry, Tom. There's nothing I can Everyone, do. Everyone, be quiet! Mr. Bitch, come back! Don't let him do this to me! Now, you're saying this man raped you? Yes, Your Honor. Guilty! You know I didn't do it! I, the hand! Come on, Mr. Bitch! Let go! You don't have the authority to do this! What about during my beard? I'm sorry, there's nothing I can do. She said you did it. Fry him! Next up! The People versus Clarence Thomas. Yeah. Oh, you guys are talking about that Sticks dude? I like him. I started listening to his uh, pods. He rubbed me the wrong way at first because he looked all, like, Satan'd out. Like, he's all, like, Sticks and Hammer 666 or some shit. Which I think is weird, but I like him. He's grown on me. He's, uh, kind of, he's kind of a dick, but he's, like, I think he's a good dude. Sticks is great, yeah. I don't get, is he being ironic with all that Satan-y shit? Oh, he's kind of metal. It's more metal stuff, right? Yeah, he is Satan'd out. I, yeah, but it's not real though, right? She said it. You did it. Fry him. He's a good dude. He seems like a good dude. Six is great. He does come off odd at first though. Totally agree. Yeah. That was a quick, that was a quick wee, says Delev. Uh, why don't you mind your own business, Delev? Jeez. What a tricky little Jew. Want to know what we should watch? Okay, which one would you rather watch? you want to watch Shylock Holmes or do you want to watch the newest It's Time video with a bunch of you guys in there? Which one do you guys want to watch? Talk to me. And then I'll start, start landing the plane. Autistic Warlock. 
uh it's time yeah let's watch the new it's time because you guys are in it a lot of you guys are in it and then i'll actually be able to have an actual satisfying pee all right what do we got here oh this dude wrote me you, you appreciated uh my my comments on his opening uh on his opening acting ability he seems like a really good guy all right thanks everyone who, who made this one it, it uh, obviously it's demonetized but Fortunately, a couple of you brave souls either throw the bear some honey and paypal.me slash feed the bear or uh, buy the special. And the beauty of it is I'm not trying to acquire a ton of cash, but enough to, ex you know, expand our abilities, make things look and sound better. But uh, this one's demonetized, which is insane because there isn't even swearing in it. But we all know why. I've been believing women 100% of the time for probably the past three years and I gotta say it's been <laughs> wake up America ever since the adoption of due process America has been in a very dark place when a particularly sane woman tells you that she's going to claw your eyes out it's best to believe her. <laughs> the need for evidence has held back the power hungry from thriving for far too long. When Judge Brett Kavanaugh was nominated for the Supreme Court, his first six FBI investigations said he was a really great dude. But that had to change. Enough is enough. It's time to end due process because treating all people fairly stands in the way of me proving to my friends that I really don't like rape. I love that so much. And Amy died laughing at that because so many normal women are like, why does everyone have to say that they don't like rape? Like we don't like rape. Like everyone knows that. Like it all. When Christine Blassie Ford said she doesn't remember where, when, or how Kavanaugh groped her over 30 years ago, she did remember four witnesses that all refuted her story. But America listened. It's time to believe all women and convict all men, black, white, Gay, straight, all men of rape. <laughs> when archaic war-crazed traitor Diane Feinstein heard of this allegation, she did what anyone would do. She sat on it for six weeks until the last possible minute to come forward. It's time to believe all women. Because my not being strong enough to get over an ass grab that lasted a second 30 years ago makes me a strong woman. And then when Christine Blassie Ford refused to fly because she was fake scared of flying, the nation listened. It's time to end due process. Because thousands of years of wisdom passed on to us from our ancestors, culminating in our justice system, was racist, sexist, bigoted, and xenophobic anyway. <laughs> if a female neo-Nazi accuses a black man of raping her, we've got to believe her. It's time to believe all female neo-Nazis. Right? These are all good points. They're fucking unarguable points. That's why these idiots just scream all the time. I'm keeping my pee in. I'm starting to feel like it's a rush. I'm, that's why I also like run my gas tank until it's really low because uh, it's exciting. A gang of drug addicted power slaves called celebrities join the cause because it's time to believe all women. It's time to believe women because not believing is rape. 
When melted candle-faced Whitney Cummings and lizard person Olivia Wilde pointed out the disgust on the faces of the women behind Judge Kavanaugh, I guess no one pointed out that it was his wife and mother. Oh look, here's Olivia with a known serial rapist trying to get a movie role. It's time to believe women, because if we had done this back during the Salem witch trials, none of these witches would be running around casting spells today. Hollywood went a little pee. castration crazy is Jimmy Kimmel, a man who's assaulted women on camera. You should use two hands. Two hands. <laughs> Maybe it would be easier if you put your mouth on it. How old are you? 18. Okay, good. You sure of that? Said if Kavanaugh gets confirmed, we get to cut that pesky penis off in front of everyone. If I say it, I'm almost ready to leave the house and I'm typically 30 minutes late to everything, still just believe me. Even if it means missing the dinner reservation for our anniversary. Believe all women. I'm also the smartest person in the world. I have five degrees. I adopted 10 black babies. It's time to believe all women, even the ones that are full of shit, especially the ones that are full of shit. It's time to end due process. Finally, men are waking up to the need to believe all women. It's time to believe all women when they tell us that we don't have enough dogs. <laughs> All the women saying he's innocent are not to be believed, however. Margaret Thatcher said, the problem with socialism is that eventually you run out of other people's money. It's time to start believing women. It's time we start believing all women. Because the only way anyone will ever listen to you about your rape accusation is if you become a woman. So I'm going to cut off my dick and become one. <laughs> or the one saying this guy raped them. It's time to start believing all women. Because if not, you're racist. <laughs> women can do anything men can. Except lie. <laughs> it's time to believe all women. It's time to believe women. Unless one woman accuses another woman, then we'll have them fight each other to see which one's the real woman. <laughs> it's time to believe all women. <laughs> it's time. Here in Australia, we only believe women that have evidence to support their claims. But now, it's time to believe all women. Rape collaborator Matt Damon did his best to believe women by going on SNL and really sticking it to the obviously innocent Brett Kavanaugh. Enough is enough, America. It's time. It's time to believe all women. It's time to believe all women. It's time to believe all women. Unless it's Adele, then believe all blacks. Trust me. It's time to believe all women. It's time for a man's vote to be half that of a woman's. It's time. It's long <laughs> past time. My mom told me then I'm handsome. It's time <laughs> to end due process. Due pro process is a tool of the patriarchy. Stare rape, cisgender heteronormative behavior, and catcalling should never be tolerated. Take that, Emmett Till. Because all men are uneducated, illiterate, 
sex-craved, mouth-breathing troglodytes. It's justice. It's sexist. It's time. It's time to believe all women. No, I'm not mad. Why would you think that? It's time to end <laughs> the process. Because they never lie, even to their own kids. with our sons, regardless of their age, about what it means to be a good man, what it means to be a whole human being. Um, we need to tell our boys that the, the lead or the center of a story isn't always boys, it isn't always men. Um, we need to buy books um, that support and celebrate female protagonists and female characters. I, when I'm reading to my kids, tend to change the male protagonist into a female, so my boys <laughs> realize that girls and women can be the central part of a story. That was awesome, guys. You guys kick ass. You guys seem to uh, to enjoy that. So I'm not going to – I have nine more minutes because I, I don't go over two hours anymore because then it's like, I don't know. I just think that's a good a good thing. I was looking on Instagram. I posted a picture of uh, me and my family today on like a camel or something. And this Emil guy says, great father, snake-like friend. And uh, hang on. Let me tell you how this, how this panned out. It's, it's pretty interesting. I wrote – are you referring to my take on Peterson? I've had one conversation with him in my life. And he wrote, then why'd you say you were friends? I have the picture. You said you were friends, you lying snake. And they kept on saying that I was like, Owen is a liar and a shitty person, all this stuff. People are spiraling about this Peterson thing. Uh, okay, A, if I just am like, oh, I'm friends with Peterson. It's like, oh, I talk to him and he retweets me sometimes. And uh, I look up to, who gives a fuck? I'm blatantly not like good friends with him. He's a Canadian guy, 25 years older than me. Like what? Okay. So the re this guy's spiraling because people can't put their feelings somewhere else. If you start like looking at a guy as like an idol or a father figure, and then you reveal that, uh, cause this Emil guy probably isn't a bad guy. He's just spiraling. He's like, you're, you're, it's you, not Peterson. Your use of the word friend. It should have been associate or, or acquaintance. Why would you say friend and not acquaintance? You would turn on me too, just like Peterson did. And uh, so they, I just blocked him because people were uh, arguing with him. This is my rule on blocking. If you're going to talk shit and if your account is private, you're out. That's my rule. And it's not like, uh, it's like, oh, you can't take it. It's like, no, if you have a private account and you're going to talk shit to me on my own uh, Instagram, I'm, I just immediately block you. It's like, oh, no, you can't look at my life, but I'm going to look at everything Owen's done for a few years and post it and just say vile shit. Listen, you can say vile shit. Just, uh, just, keep that, just keep that private thing off. Or if you have like zero posts, zero followers, you're following no one, blocked. If you want to dance, dance. But you can't just be like, I'm not telling anything about me. Because the people that, like this one comedian called me a Nazi or something, all you guys Nazis. And so his, his thing wasn't private. He only had like 200 followers. Not that that's anything, by the way. By the way, don't even, I know you mean well, but even in my behalf, like you don't need to attack people because they have uh, not a lot of followers. Because people have done that to me in the past. And it's not an argument. It's just, you don't need to do that. I appreciate, I love that you guys have my back, but keep it with the idea. That's how we, we long-term win. But, uh. So I went onto, onto his page 
And uh, like there's pictures with him and his like young daughters. And I was just like, do they know what dad is calling strangers on the internet? And he spiraled, you know, he's like, you're threatening my kids. People are threatening my, I go, no, no. You called me and everyone who likes me a Nazi. Nazis are celebrate. It's celebrated that we kill Nazis. That's a celebrated thing in, a, in American culture. So if you want to show, if you want to call, if you really believed I was a Nazi and my followers were Nazis, you wouldn't do that because you'd be scared. They don't even think it. If they thought it, they wouldn't say it, you know? If they actually thought we were Nazis, they wouldn't call us Nazis because Nazis actually have the balls to kill people. <laughs> but, uh, so, so he immediately went private. You know, he was like, you, you, sir. I'm like, all right, well now you're a comedian with a private page. You can't call strangers names that you can't back up with your own pictures. And especially when you have like all these pictures of your family and stuff, it's like, does, does your wife and children know that daddy is out there slandering people that could potentially be dangerous on the internet? I don't do that. People are like, oh, Big Bear, we've learned it from watching you. You've attacked, yeah, I attack that guy. I attack, <laughs> I attack political figures that are, that are uh, awful. I don't just go after just people and just be like, hey, you're a Nazi. No, it's people that are uh, heavily influencing our culture, our politics, big, 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 big names, people with armed bodyguards. You know, I'll poke real monsters. I don't go after people and say, hey, man, you're a Nazi. I'm going to run away. It's like, fuck that. All right. What do you guys want to hear on the piano? We have like six more minutes. Uh, I don't put anyone on a pedestal. Good for you. Don't put people on pedestals. You can look up to people in a way. You can you can be inspired by people. You can have heroes because men need heroes. I won't women explain, but men need heroes. Men need people. I know. I just know my life and what I've seen. And I think one thing that we don't have right now is generational heroes where you look up to people older than you or people that have been through stuff and you go, I want to be more like that guy. That's fine. It, it like I still look up to what Jordan Peterson gave me. And like the like like actions that he did, but it's when you look to someone for truth and and only they can give you truth, that's real bad. That's that's biblically bad. Stand by me. Which one? We got the. Uh...
Making your way, being Kavanaugh today Takes everything you got Feinstein says that you're a gang rapist Even though you know you're not Who gives a shit what Amy Schumer says Sometimes you wanna go Where, where people don't falsely accuse you of rape and everything isn't bureaucratic red tape You wanna be where people know uh, No one is kick kissing your ass But at the same time people respect due process Due process Peterson thinks you should step down because lobsters told him so. The Weinstein brothers once convinced me that they were my Jew bros. But sometimes you gotta cut dead weight. Louis C.K. masturbates. Sometimes you. Alright, that was pretty fun. Yep, Kavanaugh confirmed. Sweet, Kavanaugh's in. Sweet Kavanaugh. So how about Sweet Kavanaugh, Golden Graham, had your back when no one did. Remember the Golden Graham. He is good under pressure, unlike some people who said they were your friends. Christine Blassie Ford is nuts. She's a lying whore. Such great heights. I'm going to do it all about Kavanaugh. I think that I was raped like 35 years ago, but I don't remember when or where or why or how, and no one knows. But I want to be on the cover of time and a million dollars be because I am a big old pig and my dad works in the CIA. They will see these allegations and question Brett. Don't fall for it. These wizards are casting spells. Everyone looks perfect when they're not being hunted by the left. Ask Mitt Romney. They turned him into Hitler because he had a binder once. Barack Obama admitting to do, admitted to doing blow. And everyone 
everyone knows it was with a domestic terrorist. He also used to black out in college, but Brett said a few words that people found absurd when he was a teen in his yearbook. There's no corroboration. Everything looks perfect when they're not being haunted by the left. Don't fall for the media's wizardry. Amy Cohen or Amy something Barrett would have been just as destroyed. Everyone's divisive when the left wants lots and lots of power. Jordan Peterson said, never apologize to a mob. And Amy Schumer is a big fat slob who asked to be arrested. She's live action role playing and mainstream media interviewed a crazy bitch that said she's been to 10 gang rape parties that is legit insane they will see kevin on now on the supreme court for life and you guys mocked his 10 year old daughter and he will not forget that you're all fucked you attacked his daughter who was praying for Christine Blasey Ford who is a bitch I can't believe people believed things that she said she said she was scared of flying even though she flew all the time and committed credit card fraud on her ex-boyfriend who testified even with the threat of perjury but anderson cooper 360 is a sodomite and he knows better he's also an heir to the vanderbilt fortune and probably in the cia so gay well bitches kavanaugh now is a little pissed Clarence Thomas apparently once told a joke to Anita Hill who poked back even though everywhere he went she went with him and was his friend. She lied on tape without even a rape, just a puke comment just like me about David Hogg. Now she has her own hbo show bro don't you know they have incentives that are fame and financial now brett kavanaugh's on the bench ginsburg is next she's almost dead i said because brett kavanaugh is gonna sway the power back and it won't be as weaponized as it was underneath Barack Cocaine Obama. That was a riff, guys. That was a big old riff. That wasn't pre-written. So I'm talking about baby just running and gunning, just flowing, just flowing and going with Owen. See, you don't have to be a black to, to rap. rap. Rapping is actually pretty easy. You know, they're like, you had 
you know, mom's spaghetti, knees weak, arms are heavy. There's vomit on my sweater already. Mom, it's like, t- come on. It's like Dr. Seuss with a bad dad. That's all rappers are. They're Dr. Seuss with a bad dad and a lust for power. It's not that hard. Bob Dylan invented rap. I'm just in the maze, man. Mixing up the medicine. I'm on the pavement. Thinking about the government. A man in the trench coat. Ben's not rain off. Stan's got a bad cough. Once again, paint off. Look out, kids. Some of you did. Yeah, that was win, but you're doing it again. You're going to bust down the alleyway. Looking for a new friend. Man, the king's going to have a kid. Big pig wants $11 bills. You only got 10. Yeah, I have a psychotic fucking ear. Uh, I think that's one reason why I, I'm good at pattern recognition. Like, people have been telling me I'm really good at pattern recognition. It's because I fucking remember everything. They say an elephant never forgets. Uh, no, it's actually bears. All right, guys, I love you. I'm, uh, hit the like button. It doesn't really matter on this one, though, but go to YouTube.com slash Comedy. Hit that like button. Comment. Beat those algorithms because, like, the It's Time video, like, they can demonetize stuff, and stuff like that is a lot easier when there's not like buttons hit or the views, the shares, the comments. I'm telling you, it's all part of the uh, ability for us to not lose this outlet. It's the same with Instagram. Thank you for everyone who's liking the post. Like they're now averaging like three or 4,000 likes per post. And that's why they're not getting taken down like they used to. Um, because a lot of it is just algorithmic. So uh, hugepianist.com for my newest special. Uh, I've, I've done, this is my fourth one of the year. Uh, I'm on part of the problem, which is going up on YouTube very soon. I think today. What else? Patreon.com slash WDTL. Also, if you can't afford any of what I just named, I will have a free hour special that actually might even look a little better than the one I'm selling. But Atlanta, there was just something about that crowd that I just loved. Both crowds are great, though. But West Palm Beach is going to go up sometime this week or next week. As soon as our sweet, sweet boy, our sweet prince, uh, Coddington Bear, is done with it. And uh, all I ask, you don't have to give me shit for it. Just hit the like button and spread it and share it. Because that's a very, very valuable currency. Health freedom, uh, spreading the good word. Those things are more important than money. And I, I hope that Jordan Peterson uh, realizes that again one day. And a much respect and love to Brett Kavanaugh. And I'm very proud of America for sticking with due process and not succumbing to the emotional outrages of the left because it's all about continuing the rules of the game. It's the only way we, we keep this prosperous and peaceful society that I'm so proud of and I love so much. Uh, I would have done the same thing if Republicans did it to Democrats. It's uh, we just can't weaponize accusations or else we become Soviet Russia. All right. Much love, guys. Have a great day. Bye, everybody. Justin Trudeau as a 